Well, good morning, Gateway, and welcome to our online Sunday morning service. I want to share with you today a message called Faith Versus Fear. I think that a lot of people don't understand the difference between faith and fear, or they, mi- they mix up having faith with being foolish. And so here's what I want to say today. Here's, here is the main point that I'm going to be sharing over the next few minutes, and it's this. Faith, true faith, should be free from both fear and foolishness. If you truly have faith, if your trust is in the Lord, if you believe that He has a plan for you, a plan for your good, that He works all things together for your good, that God is for you and not against you, if you believe all of these promises of Scripture, then you should have no fear. Christians should be fearless. We should not be plagued by fear at all. The Bible says if we have fear in our life, that it's because we do not fully understand God's perfect love. That we have this idea that God is somehow going to punish us or allow bad things to happen to us to to teach us a lesson or something like that. That's not our loving Heavenly Father. Listen, Listen, God is good. God is good all the time. Life isn't good all the time. Life can be good and life can be bad. But God is always good. Don't confuse what life does to you with what God does to you. Okay? These are two different things. Christians should be free from fear. But being free from fear doesn't mean being foolish. You know, you can't just jump off of a skyscraper and say, I have faith that God's angels will catch me. You might remember that in the Bible, the devil tempted Jesus by saying to Jesus, throw yourself off the temple and believe that the angels will catch you. And Jesus said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So having faith, yes, it means being completely free from fear, but it doesn't mean being foolish and and putting God to the test and doing ridiculous things and saying that, that you believe that God will protect you. That is not what it means at all. Here's what I have seen over the last few weeks. I have seen some people posting things online with the idea that if you've got faith, then you will ignore all the medical precautions that the health authorities are giving us at the moment. No, I even heard one preacher saying, we're going to continue to meet together and shake hands and hug because we're not a bunch of pansies, he said. As if having faith means that you're going to go against medical advice. That's not what faith is. You may as well go up on the roof of your church and jump off and say that you've got faith that the angels will catch you. I've got news for you. The angels won't catch you and you will not be protected by foolishly flaunting medical advice. That's not what faith is. So some people are saying that as long as you've got faith, you can ignore all the medical advice. But then there's other people, and many, many, many Christians are in this group, who it looks like they've given up prayer, faith, and the Bible altogether for coronavirus season. 
It's like a few weeks ago, we quoted the scriptures and we prayed prayers and we went to healing services, but that was before coronavirus. And now they are rebuking anybody that posts a scripture that promises protection or prays for protection and says, you shouldn't be promoting that stuff. We must do what the health authorities say. And it's like, well, what happened to your faith in God that was so strong up until a few weeks ago? I guess the parable of the, of the sower is true. That some people receive the word with joy when they hear it. And they look like the most passionate Christians. But as soon as a time of trouble and testing comes, their faith flies right out the window. People, I want to emphasize this one important point. Having faith and taking medical advice are not contradictory to each other. In fact, they are complementary to each other. All of this stuff about you either have faith or you take medical advice, you either believe one thing or the other, this is, this is not even Christianity. It's not biblical. It's what's called dualism. It is separating spiritual things like faith and natural things like taking medical precautions as if they're opposed to each other, as if God is only the God of the spiritual world and not the material world. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all that it contains, the Bible says. And the biblical view is that God is the God of our whole life, our spiritual life, our psychological life, our physical bodily life, and that everything is united together as one whole, as one creation. Now, when it comes to fear, here's a quote for you. The Bible says, fear not more than 365 times. Now, it says it 365 times in every Bible, but depending on which English translation you use, you might actually get an extra two or three times as well. And this means that there is one fear not, at least, for every day of the year, including the days we are living in right now. There is a virus in the world. But God has not fallen off his throne. He wasn't taken by surprise. And he is saying, do not be afraid. Fear not. So you, every day you should choose to fear not. But let me just go on to the next point. You can have faith that God will protect you while also protecting yourself. You can have faith that God will do all the things that you can't do as long as you're doing all the things that you can do. I want to read you uh, a passage from the book of Leviticus. This is a fantastic passage of Scripture. And just have a look at what it says here. Leviticus 13, verses 45 to 52. It says, Those who suffer from an infectious disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. Listen, I went to Walmart last week. There were a lot of these people there. And leave your hair uncombed. Why? As a sign to others so that people knew, oh, you're infected. They must cover their mouth and call out 
unclean, unclean. Let's read on. And then it says, as long as the serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean, which means they're not supposed to attend church or the temple in those days. Uh, they must live in isolation. They must be socially secluded from other people in their place outside the camp. All fabric, leather, and anything else made that has been contaminated should be burned with fire. In other words, the Bible is advising extreme hygiene methods when somebody has an infectious disease. And then it goes on and it says, this will apply until the priests, or in our day and age, the medical staff, have examined them and declared them to be clean or to be free from the virus, no longer contagious. Isn't it amazing that the Bible here is talking, the Bible, a book of faith, is talking about social isolation, is talking about covering your mouth, is talking about warning other people so that they know that you're infected, and is talking about dealing hygienically with any surfaces or objects that have been contaminated. That's what the scriptures teach. And you know, that's what Christians have always believed. During the time of the Reformation, there was a great plague came, came about. And Martin Luther, who lived from 1483 to 1546, I mean, we're going back centuries here. What did Christians, Christians in those day, that day and age, Christian theologians, Christians who are still famous today because of their profound and strong ministry of faith, did they believe in, in ignoring medical advice? No. Here's what Martin Luther wrote. You'll find this in Luther's works, volume 43, page 132. And this section is called On the Bubonic Plague. Luther wrote, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. So he'll pray in faith for protection. Then I shall fumigate help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed. In order to not become contaminated, and thus perchance also not to contaminate them or inflict and pollute others and cause their death as a result of my negligence. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy nor does it tempt God. He is saying the Christian faith is such a great faith because we don't ignore practical, physical, natural, material things like good health advice. We do it. Plus, over and above that, we've also got the spiritual help of prayer and faith and trusting in God and being led by His Spirit. 
And Luther is saying that one of the beauties of the Christian faith is it doesn't just say you can choose one or the other, but it says both. It says protect yourself spiritually, protect yourself physically. Take good advice from God and take good advice from the medical profession. And so that's how Christians have always lived at times like that. I've got a really interesting picture here of a match. I took this this was a meme that was going about. This photo has been shared by doctors in Greece. The one who stayed away saved all the rest. You see, you being protected from a virus is not just for your own protection. It's for the, as Martin Luther said, it's for the protection of other people as well. So take all the medical advice. There, it is not fear and it is not doubt and unbelief. Now, if you're in fear, Get rid of the fear. You can take medical advice in a fearful way or you can take it in a peaceful way. And I myself take medical advice. Before, before the flights were cancelled, I was due to be flying a few days ago. And I didn't know I was due to speak at a conference. And I didn't know whether the flights would be cancelled and whether the conference would be cancelled and all of that kind of stuff. But... I knew I was going to be flying on a plane and I knew that I tend to fall asleep on planes and I've seen other people falling asleep on planes and they tend to lie with their mouth open and so I'm guessing that I probably do the same. So I thought, I don't want to lie with my mouth open on a plane and so I took a mask, I'll show you, I took a mask, I bought myself a mask. Now some people might think I have got no faith because I bought a mask. But I don't see how this is not having faith. I can pray while I'm wearing a mask. Now, I know they say that masks aren't very effective, and they also don't look very good, so I even bought myself a very cool mask to put over the other mask to give me double protection. And not only that... Not only did I buy myself a, a mask for flying, but I also bought myself gloves for flying as well. Now, I haven't used the mask. I ended up not flying. I did wear the gloves going to Walmart. And on my way home, I decided that actually you should probably wear gloves like this every time you go to Walmart. But I was quite happy to wear all of the protection that I needed, that was not contrary to faith. I would wear the protection plus I would not only have material protection, over and above that I would have spiritual protection because I would pray the prayer of faith. Look at Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is just such a fantastic psalm. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in him. You know, I can listen to what the medical professionals say. I can wash my hands. I can put on protection. I can do all those things without being in fear. But at the end of the day, my trust is not in me. It's not in other human beings. My trust is in God alone. 
Um, he is my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in him. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. Take this psalm and just say it in the first person as a prayer. He will protect me from deadly diseases. He will cover me with his feathers. He will shelter me under his wings. His faithful promises are my armor and my protection. I will not be afraid of the terrors of the night or the arrow that fl flies by day. I do not dread the diseases that stalk invisibly. I am careful about them. I'm knowledgeable, knowledgeable about them. I'm not foolish about them, but I don't dread them. I am not emotionally gripped by fear, nor the disaster that stalks at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils shall not touch you. Now, church, I don't know about you, but I'm a Christian. My faith is in Christ. I believe the Bible is the word. This is the word of God. And I'm standing here today claiming the promises of Scripture for myself. I am not being foolish. I'm not going out and, and, and uh, foolishly uh, ignoring all the medical advice. I'm doing all the medical advice. But then at the end of the day, I am saying, Lord, I'm doing everything I know to do. I need you to do the things I can't do. Be a hedge of protection around me. Be my armor. Be my protection. Be my strong tower. And I'm declaring in faith that no invisibly stalking disease will touch me. It will not come near my dwelling place in the name of Jesus. I can believe that by faith and I can also take practical measures. Now, somebody might say, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, let's just have a look at the next verse. The next verse is 2 Corinthians, and it says, no matter how many promises God has made, Old Testament promises, New Testament promises, all of his promises, they are all yes in Christ. And so through him we say amen to the glory of God. You can claim the promises of God. We don't live under the laws of the old covenant, but the promises of both old and new belong to those of us who are in Christ. You know, a couple of days ago, or a few days ago, was, um, was St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick has an amazing prayer. The, the prayer of St. Patrick here that I would like to just read to you. Um, it's... Is, this is a short version of it, and it, it's, this is still long. The, the, the whole prayer is even longer than this. So this is what St. Francis says. He said, this was his prayer, I arise today through God's strength to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to see before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak to me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me. God's shield to protect me. Against the snares of devils. Against temptations and vices. 
against inclinations of nature, against everyone who shall wish me ill, afar and near, alone and in a crowd. And then he prays for protection in every part of his life. He says, Christ be with me, Christ beside me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie, Christ when I sit, Christ where I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of every man who speaks of me, Christ in the eye of every man who sees me, Christ in the ear of every man who hears me, May your salvation, O Lord, be ever with us. This prayer of St. Francis was for physical as well as spiritual protection. He believed that prayer changed things and faith in God could bring real protection to him. But at the same time, he also went about eating food when he needed to, taking a rest when he needed to, and, uh, uh, and um, taking all the, uh, all the medical precautions that he needed to in order to live his full life. You know, people say, well, what is there a connection between things like uh, taking practical medical advice and having faith? Yes, there is. We, just, we, we started this message with a scripture a scripture from the Bible that said, cover your mouth. Exactly the same way as you would cover your mouth with a mask. And so we are told to do that. And in fact, I know I'm being a little bit amusing here, but here's a couple of verses in the Bible that it might be worth us looking to at all times. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who can come into God's presence? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So, I mean, the Bible is saying it's important that your heart is purified spiritually, but it's also important that your hands are clean physically. And in fact, the book of James says, so wash your hands, you sinners. And so, you can take practical measures to look after yourself and your family and other people, and you can do so without having any fear in your heart whatsoever. You can do so having faith and trust in God the whole time. Here's a little something that I just want to share with you to close. We are told by the medical authorities that you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds. I don't know if you know this, but the Lord's Prayer takes 21 and a half seconds to say. So if you want to obey all the medical advice, but also keep your faith in God at the same time, how about every time you wash your hands, say the Lord's Prayer? While your, your hands are being cleansed, your heart is being cleansed at the same time. And so I would like us to finish today with the Lord's Prayer. We're going to look at this version from Matthew's Gospel. It's, and I, I want us to just read this together as if it's a prayer. So I want you to stretch out your hand to whatever screen you're looking at. And I'm going to stretch out my hand to you. And let's say this prayer together. Let's read it together, church. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we also have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen, church. Thanks for joining with us for our Sunday morning service. We'll see you again next Sunday, but also watch out for videos during the week. Hey, Gateway. Hope you enjoyed the service this morning. If you want to continue to support this church financially through giving, I want to encourage you to click on the give link above on my left or down below in the comments right now. You can give towards this church. All the money you give will help go to help support this church, our mission, and help support the families in our community that are in need. As well, I want to encourage you, check out our groups. You don't have to do this self-isolation alone. We want to encourage you to get into community and to join one of our groups online. So be sure to check them out by clicking the groups link above on my left or down below in the comments. Lastly, we have a couple of events coming up this week that are going to be super exciting. First of all is our Tuesday night watch party. That happens at 8 p.m. We're going to check out one of Pastor Martin's old messages. It is going to be awesome. So be sure, check it out, gateway.ac slash live. Lastly, we have a, a Bible study hosted on Facebook Thursdays at 5 p.m. that specifically deals with faith in the midst of COVID-19, faith at home. I want to encourage you, check that out. It's premiering live on Facebook at 5 p.m. this Thursday, so be there. All right, Gateway, that's all for, for now. Have a good week.